I will say though my how my game has changed like over the years like I look at pictures from like each year and my position changing and it was like over that time like finding my own style and I took little things from every coach that like I did have and then figured out like what worked best for me welcome to the lax goalie rat podcast every week we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies coaches and special guests this is the Last Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Oh yeah, yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world, welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Damon, and this is the show 100% dedicated to the lacrosse goalie. And on this show, I try to interview as many goalies as I can, find out their stories, what makes them so great, what are the mindsets that they have, What are the lessons that they've learned along the way that they can share with the next generation of goalies? And hopefully with each episode, you learn a thing or two that you can incorporate into your own lacrosse goalie game. My guest on the show this week is Mackenzie Porter. She's a fifth-year goalie for Missouri Western State University. She actually has one more year of eligibility, so she's going to be a sixth-year goalie come next year. She's in an interesting spot because she is actually the only goalie on Missouri Western State's team. And that certainly comes with some pros, but it also comes with a lot of cons. And we talk about how she handles that situation. So a great episode for those who happen to be the only goalie uh, on their team. She just hit a milestone of 400 career saves at the collegiate level. So congratulations to Mackenzie. I know you're gonna love this this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, Mackenzie Porter. Before we begin this episode, I want to read a word from our sponsor, and that is my own, Lax Goalie Rat Academy. If you're looking to level up your youth's lacrosse goalie game with the best coaches in this sport, the best training tools, and the best goalie community, that's what the Lax Goalie Rat Academy is all about. It's virtual training tools that's going to give your young goalie the confidence to be great so they can go out there, play well, and make you that proud goalie mom or proud goalie dad. There's over 130 hours of content on different areas like drills, techniques, the mental game, lacrosse IQ, offense, defense, how to how to play uh, one-on-one defense. There are stringing tutorials, and there's even sessions on <clears throat> how to coach goalies along with physical training. Everything you need to level up your youth lacrosse goalie game from the best coaches out there, PLL, Athletes Unlimited coaches, myself, Coach Damon Wilson. Put a ton of effort into this academy. I think it's an amazing training resource. You can join for just 40 bucks a month, Netflix models. So you come in, 40 bucks for your first month. Stay as long as you want. Cancel any time. We also do live coaching sessions, or I should say I do live coaching sessions about once a month, so you can join those, ask me questions, or really just connect with any number of lacrosse goalie moms, dads, or youth goalies out there. To join, go to laxgoalierat.com slash camp, C-A-M-P, laxgoalierat.com slash C-A-M-P, camp, and you can get started for just 40 bucks for your very first month. laxgoalierat.com slash camp. Hope to see you there. Take care. It's a pleasure to welcome to the show Mackenzie Porter, Southwest Missouri. Is that is that uh, Missouri Western? Missouri Western, Missouri starting goalie from Missouri Western. Uh, Mackenzie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I've seen a picture of you uh, as a nine-year-old uh, playing lacrosse goalie. I want to hear the story of jumping into the goal for the first time. Is that it? Is that at nine, or do we go back even further? So when I first started playing lacrosse, it was in second grade. And I remember it was for like our town um, program. And I remember looking at um, the guy who ran that program and I was like, I want to be a goalie. And he, he looked at me and he was like, you're too little to be a goalie. And I was like, no, I'm not. And then once I got in fourth grade, I like told my dad that that's what I really wanted to do. And ever since then, like I didn't change it. <laughs> How could you be too little to play goalie at, in second grade? Everyone's too little, right? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Maybe I was littler than other people, but I did play up on, we didn't have a second grade team. So it was like eighth graders and we like practice with them and whatnot. So 
I guess maybe with the seventh graders, I was little. Yeah. Oh, well, I was a small kid growing up too. I, I think that um, it's a shame they use the really big goal six by six in the, in the youth, because a lot of times youth goalies ask me like, well, how, what do I do for the high shots? Right. And I'm just like, I don't know. Cause you're going to grow. So I don't want you to like, you know, play in this different style of, or learn the position in a different way. I don't know. I think goal, I think youth league should use the literal, the smaller goals. Don't you agree? I agree. Yeah. All right. All right. We got that figured out. What, what was it about the goalie position that, uh, that drew you to it? I don't know. I just feel like saving the ball and like being that last kind of defense for the team was something that like always just intrigued me. Mm -hmm. So. Awesome. And you grew up in New York. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, kind of, I imagine there's a lot of good lacrosse programs, good lacrosse coaches. Like once you sort of stuck with the, uh, uh, with this position, how'd you go about learning how to make the saves? Um, so I obviously started playing a lot of travel. I remember going, like I played on so many different travel teams. I feel like there was always a tournament every weekend. And my dad was a huge help. Um, once we start, like once I started playing lacrosse and my two sisters, he, my mom told me like a story, like he'd be in the bedroom and have his computer, he'd have the TVs up. Like he was learning all the rules to the sport, like in every position because he, he played men's lacrosse, but okay. he also wanted to help coach us like the best he could. Um, so yeah, I just started playing a lot of travel, um, on a lot of different travel teams. And then in seventh grade, I tried out for our junior varsity team and I made it. And then shortly after that, like a couple of weeks after the varsity coach pulled me up. So I actually played six years on my varsity team in high school. That's crazy. I got to talk about that. But first going going back going back to your dad because there's a lot of uh lacrosse goalie dads who are in the same situation, right? Or 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 goalie moms for that matter, especially with the growth of lacrosse where like, you know, maybe they played, maybe they didn't. Mm -hmm. Maybe they played, maybe they played attack, right? But but very rarely do you find like I'm a goalie, I know everything, I'm going to teach you everything. So he um, went through and just sort of studied and learned the position and, and then helped you as a goalie or, or did you get most of your goalie knowledge from, you know, those traveling coaches? Um, he definitely, he was the one who helped me learning that position and stuff and then um, going to travel and then just going to different um, camps and whatnot. Like my, just, I will say though, my, how my game has changed like over the years like I look at pictures from like each year and my position changing and it was like over that time like finding my own style and I took little things from every coach that like I did have and then figured out like what worked best for me so it was kind of a little bit of everything he definitely was the one though who kind of learned that position to get me started with knowing what to do in the goal that's cool what um like what is your style now what what have you found works really well for you and what have you found oh that's you know that works great for this goalie but that's just not for me so I would say my style is more aggressive I like to act as an eighth defender um I love interceptions I love ground balls like yeah. um I like to play a higher arc than sitting back I feel like I want to do everything I can to get the ball back for my team as well as obviously saving it so I would say my style is definitely more so aggressive than kind of just like waiting back for the shot yeah that was my style too and i i love that style it, it, one thing about it is like even if you're not having like a great uh save day like you know because there's days where like you're just not seeing the ball so well and you're you know you're letting ones in that in your head you're like dang it you know i've made that save a thousand times but if you're, you know, if you're one of those goalies that wins ground balls around the crease, picks off passes, you know, leads uh, fast breaks on the clears, like you can really impact the game that way. So I, I that's what I love about that style. Mm -hmm. Me too. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right. So you played varsity as a seventh, as a seventh grader. So you're not even in high school, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're not even in high school, high school yet. And you're playing on the varsity team. How do you do that? You, you know, there's, I'm sure like there's a lot of goalies, maybe not a lot, but some, you know, small fraction of goalies who are in that scenario. And they're thinking like, wow, like I'm really scared to go play with these high schoolers. How did you approach that situation? So at first, like obviously varsity was not like they had um, a goalie that was on varsity already, but she was someone who played field hockey and they didn't have a goalie. So they had her come play as 
the goalie for the varsity team. And it was exciting going and trying out with all my other friends, like when we were in seventh grade, like we all made the JV team together. So we all had each other. But as soon as like the coach told me I was going up, I was definitely scared. Um, I was a little like string bean. Like there's a picture that I have and I look so funny. I have my shin guards on. Like it's like literally head to toe in gear. And like these girls are like way taller than me in front of the net. Um, I There was a lot of tears definitely for in games. Um, what I did to kind of like get out of that is my dad was a huge help and he's like it has to get through the whole team to get to you and that's something I still live by like when I do get in my head Mm -hmm. um but also the girls on the team were so welcoming and it was like really easy and like as each year went on I just felt myself like especially the mental part getting stronger so yeah well I want to talk about the mental game quite a bit later but yeah that's that's a that's a good point is like you know a lot of times the problems that um you know, the problems that we have in our head are, are exactly that. Like we're just, we're just inventing them in our head. And then you get out on the field with the girls and you're like, Oh, these are, these girls are awesome. And they're yeah. rooting for me. Right. And they want me to do great. Right. And they want, you know, we're all having fun out here. So a lot of times, you know, it, it, you start inventing these problems in your head and they never even come to be. So just, just keep that in mind. Um, Your favorite part about being a lacrosse goalie, Mackenzie, what is it? Um, my favorite part would be like when I come up with a big save, if it's like at the end of a half or the end of the game, or honestly though, like with that being said, the most fun part for me is being able to come out of the crease and get an interception. When I get an interception, my whole body, like I'm hyped up, like I'm ready to go. Like, I just think it's so fun, like being able to do that and come out and then be able to reset and go if like I need to when I need to. Yeah. I love it. Well, we got to get the rule changed uh, so that women lacrosse goalies can score, right? Exactly. Yeah. How do we do that? How do we do that? Yeah. I keep talking about it on each podcast and maybe we'll make it happen. I feel like you'd be, I feel like you'd be up there on the list of first, first women's lacrosse goalies to score a goal uh, when they change the rule, right? My coach, she like, like, so I also um, like, with playing goalie, I love I learned the field positions as well because I wanted to know defense so I'd be able to commun like do my best to communicate with the defense. So I've played like every position on the field. Like when I wouldn't be in goal, if um for my one travel team, we had another goalie and I was already committed to Rutgers at the time. So my coach, my travel coach was like, Yeah, just hop on the field. Like I let the other goalie play so she can get some looks. And I just loved learning those positions and like going down and scoring it was kind of like a little break which was fun so my coach now like today we did a shooting shuttle at the end of practice and she'll let me like hop in in the shooting shuttle to get a few ribs off i love it I definitely wow. need to change that rule so i can go down and score yeah um well that's really great that you played the other positions i think that benefits goalies tremendously i actually started as a midi myself so like i knew offense i knew defense i knew how to shoot and, and I think those really like, and not, and not only that, like, you know, just the stick skills that you learn, like learning to catch and throw with the, with the shorty, like mm-hmm. translate into saves. What, what do you think, you know, playing in the field, what do you think that did? Or how do you think that helped your goalie game in particular? I think my overall like field awareness um, and being able to kind of recognize things when for my defense to help them. Um, if they need to, what's the word I'm looking for? Like if they need to fix something or if I'm seeing something, like I'll be able to help them to be yeah. better. So yeah. knowing those positions. Um, and then I would say also like not even on the field, but off the field, like doing wall ball and stuff, like I'll use my field stick to work on my left hand. So when I do give my goalie stick, like it's so much easier. And I've already like practiced like that as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a great point. It's like if you know how to even like let's say you know how to play on ball defense, right? And then you're playing with your youth club team and like a girl's not doing it the right way. Like you could be that second coach and like offer the friendly tip of like, hey, here's how you do it, right? Because there's only one coach, right? And sometimes on those teams, there's 30, 35 girls or 20, 25 girls, right? And and so if you can be that second coach, you get a little bit of a, well, you help the team one, but then you get a little bit more like leadership and respect amongst those girls, I think. Um, awesome. Um, who did you, 
did you watch a lot of lacrosse growing up? And if so, like, you know, who were some of the goalies that like you really like to watch? Honestly, I don't even like remember. I just remember games always being on and just like I see now, like I try to follow and it was something that like I never knew, like as a kid, like everyone's name and stuff. Like I would see like these goalies play. Um, Definitely there was the University of Michigan goalie. I went to camp there because that's the one school I always wanted to go to. So when they started their lacrosse camps there, I went every single year. Um, I think it was like seventh, eighth and my freshman year, maybe. And they ended up committing one of the goalies that was there. And that was someone like I look like she had a very aggressive style as well. Um, Yeah. So that was someone that I definitely looked up to then, but I just constantly like always, my dad would have games on and just watching and seeing the different styles. Love it. Love it. So you guys would, you guys would fly out to Michigan every summer uh, specifically for this, for this camp. And was it a goalie specific camp or no, it was like just a whole. It was a whole camp, but my mom, um, my mom's family is from Michigan. So kind of, yeah. So we got to be able to see them and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. How did that sometimes, um, you know, goalies really want to go to a particular school, right. And then they go, and then they go to a, um, you know, like a tryout day or prospect day or even a camp. Right. And it's like, they really build it up in their head, especially let's say you, you don't have family in Michigan and like your family's just going only for this camp. You know what I mean? Like, how do you deal with those, with those nerves? How do you, how do you like, uh, stay calm, even though like you're, you're sort of in this, in your mind, it's a really important moment. Um, I would say what I tell myself is just to have fun and do what I do. I play the sport because yeah. I love it. I play the sport because it's fun. So I think in those situations, just getting the most out of it, but trying not to get in my head and thinking about too much and just doing like what I grew up doing. Right. Just fun. <laughs> Have fun. Right. I mean, yeah, that's, I, I gave that piece of advice to a young goalie the other day because um, he was, he was telling me that, you know, what, like he, he, uh, I forget what the story was, but he essentially was like having a bad go. And I asked him like, why did he start playing? And he's like, cause it was really fun. And I'm like, boom, there it is. Right. Like, like that's what you got to get back to. You got to get back to that fun. A lot of times when you lose that fun element, whether it be because you have pressure on you or whether it be because X, Y, and Z like that, that's when you start playing bad and don't have fun with the sport. Yeah. I definitely, um, recently, cause here at Missouri Western now, I don't have a backup goalie. So I know we're going to talk about the mental part, but one thing that has been hard is mentally like being that only goalie. And I had, um, after our first game this season, I was definitely stressing it in my head because it's been something that I've been working with like all preseason. And after that game, um, I talked to my goalie coach and he just reminded me and my head coach reminded me that like, I like do play for the little girl that loved the sport. And I needed to be reminded that I'm here to have fun. I'm not like, I'm not going to play lacrosse for the rest of my life. Like I need to live in the moment and have fun and do what I know how to do. So that's something I actually had to come back to and be like, I'm doing this because I love it. And it's fun. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. How do you guys only have one goalie? Did, Did another one get hurt or that was just the, that's the setup. Um, there was two. So, when I came in for the inaugural, when I transferred in here, it was me and another girl, but she happened to transfer mm. at the end of the year last year. Yeah. And the goalie coming in, um, she ended up not being able to come. So got it. It's it's just me. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Holding down the fort, Mackenzie. Yes. Um, love it. Um so I want to talk about your recruiting experience a little bit. It sounds like it sounds like you might have had your heart set on on Michigan didn't didn't work out, uh, mm-hmm. but ta- and, but you end up going to Rutgers. So talk to me about you know that whole experience. So uh, I committed to Rutgers my sophomore year of high school. Super excited! Like remember it like it was yesterday. Um, I went there for two years and it ended up not being my home. I. Mm-hmm felt like I needed to be somewhere else. And so I entered the portal and I told my dad, I was like, I'm not going to reach out to any schools. Like, because I know like God has a plan and like who, like the school that wants me, like, and where I need to be is going to reach out. And 
at the time, um, Missouri Western reached out to me and I didn't even come out here for a visit, but the head coach who started the program, she, the vision for it and start like for me being a part of a program and starting it from the ground up was something that was really meaningful to me and what I wanted to do. I knew it wasn't going to be easy coming into a team with one, it being the first team ever. Like I knew we weren't going to be the greatest. I knew I was going to see a lot of shots. So I mentally had to prepare for that, but I like saw the vision and I wanted to be a part of that vision. So finding this school was definitely leaving New York and the East coast and Rutgers was extremely hard, but Mm -hmm. being here now and seeing the progress we already made, like into year three, like looking back on it, like I would not change my decision at all. That's amazing. Missouri Western State University, Lady Griffins. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Um, When when you say like, you know, Rutgers wasn't, wasn't for me. um, What is that? What does that mean? Like, what were some of the feelings that you were feeling like out of place? Um, I want to be a starter, but like, there's not, I don't see a path for it or help me, help me understand that a little bit more. If you could. I would say we didn't have um, a goalie coach. When I was there, um, I was there my first year. We had three coaches. Um, They all left in my second year. We had three new coaches, and I didn't have a specific goalie coach, and it was, like, very difficult, and I felt like my style of play and what I loved from the game was being changed, and that aggressive part was kind of taken away from me. Mm. And I started to kind of get in my head a lot, like, with changing things, like, not coming up with as many saves in practice because I was in my head because I was doing something completely different than how I knew how to play the game. And it just got to the point where I was like, I need to go somewhere where I feel like my game is going to impact the team and my style of play. And Mm -hmm. eventually it was time to kind of make that decision. It was not easy. I thought I was going to be at Rutgers, my whole like committee there, my sophomore year. I thought that's where my home was going to be, but plans do change and people do enter the portal, which I had to tell myself, like, this is normal. It's okay. If this is not where you are fitting in and it's totally fine. And I found a place where I do fit in. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you didn't mention the Michigan thing though. Was that, you know, after, after they had like committed, committed another good. They, so obviously with being a goalie, they only commit goalies every certain amount of classes you're not it's not like the field position where you get this many girls from each class like it's like oh if we have um the two classes back to back we're not going to do like the 2018 class and Michigan happened to have their goalies already set and weren't recruiting a goalie in my class so that was definitely a hard one to swallow I was upset but um it ended up I talked to a lot of other schools and Rutgers ended up being the one at the time that I absolutely loved. I saw myself yeah. there for two years and yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Colleges and like playing college lacrosse, the whole experience to me is so amazing that like, you know, you may have your heart set on one particular school, but like there's so many amazing options. And, I, and I've heard so many times goalies having that story of like, I wanted to go to A ended up not working out and ended up going to B and B ended up being like the perfect fit or maybe just for you at Rutgers, it was what you needed at the moment. And now you end up settling on C where like you're having an incredible experience. So keep that in mind. That's what I want to say. Um, Awesome. What do you think for you was the most, uh, was the trickiest part once you get to college, tr- the trickiest part about transitioning uh, to college and, and college lacrosse? Um, I would say uh, the speed of the game. Um, definitely the shots, a lot harder, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot yeah. scarier coming into that. And um, that transition was definitely really tough, especially like the workouts and just the difference in intensity, I would say. And obviously that comes with you doing it every single day and getting used to it. But that beginning, like, I remember first semester was definitely a rough one. <laughs> mm, that's that's interesting. Um, that the speed of the game, I hear that all the time, and it's interesting for me because I actually I have like a very unique story. I I learned to play goalie as a freshman in college, so like that's the only speed that I know. So so it's not like I had to get used to the speed of the game. I was like, this is the speed. 
Uh, yeah. but how, how did you, is there specific things that you did to get used to the speed of the game? Or do you think it's just a matter of experience? I would say it was just a matter of experience. Like yeah. I was talking to one of my teammates actually the other night about it. Um, she was getting, she's a sophomore here and she was getting a little bit frustrated. And I was like, don't be, because you are having the opportunity to step on the field. And every time you step on that field, you're going to know what you need to work on and that you're going to come, you're going to be, end up being better from this. And by the time you are like me, like when you are a senior and I'm as me right now, I'm a fifth year, but now where I'm at, like, I look back to when I first started and getting in my head and I looked back on those mistakes and just like took it to see where I could get better. And now where I'm at, like, it all came with like each game, each practice and mm-hmm. just getting better over time. So I definitely think experience was a huge thing for me. Yeah. What during which year do you think you improved the most? Um, I would say like in college. Yeah, in college. Say? Yeah, in college. Honestly, I would say probably. I would say this year. Nice. I feel like, um, my first two years here where I I. The team was like, we did very good for a first and second year. I was very successful. I felt, um, I felt really good, but this season so far, I know we're just in the beginning of it, but I just feel like a huge difference. I'm making, I've been talking, um, with a goalie coach and we've been making like little tiny changes to improve my game just a little more and working on that mental part of it. Like just even more, like, obviously that's something you work on continuously like playing goalie but this year definitely with being that only goalie I've had to emphasize like that mental aspect as well as with like reps in practice and stuff and kind of fixing like what what position do I need to put myself in to be the most successful so I really do think this year would be the year that I've seen the most improvement in myself awesome that's awesome to hear uh (laughs) still get still getting better and better right yeah Uh, yeah, well, not you know, not only is your dad the coach, he's also a huge, a huge uh, Mac fan, and he posted oh. in the Facebook group, uh, Mackenzie Porter breaks 300 saves at Missouri Western. Uh, so congratulations on that, and a record 12 ground balls. Talking about that athletic style, right? 12. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, so congratulations on surpassing 300, 300 saves uh, in your career <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the mental game. One thing that's very uh, unique, as you mentioned, is you're the only goalie. Um, do you think that factors into your mental game? Are there some like, are there some pros? Are there some cons going on there? What, what do you think? So usually, like when people hear like you're the only one in your position, they're like, "Oh, like that's awesome!" Like you know, like you're always gonna star. And I'm like, it's really not that awesome because I personally, I didn't think it was gonna be so hard mentally. I was like, Oh, I got, like, I've dealt with so many different things, like struggles, like all the hurdles, like I've jumped. I was like, this is just another one. Um, as this, as like preseason went on and we got into season, one thing I struggled with, um, the most mentally was like the like amount of reps and stuff, because I wasn't, I would try to think that I had to stay in for all of them. And then that was messing with me because I just like started getting my heads. I was seeing double the amount of shots that I typically would when we did have another goalie. Um, so that's something I had to work on, like making sure I'm giving myself breaks. I tend sometimes I've had some crying sessions at practice. I'm not even going to lie. Um, just kind of getting in my head and feeling like, cause I hold myself to a very high standard and especially in practice and like thinking back if we had our previous game, like what I could have done better. And then like the same shot happening in practice and kind of just getting in my head. So it's definitely been tough being the only goalie and I didn't think it was going to be. I would but, think it, I, when you first said that, my initial yeah. thought was, wow, that's gotta be tough. Uh, one for the reason you mentioned, right. It's like you, you know, sometimes you get hit in the thigh, you get hit in the knee or like, you know, you just, you just like, get, I don't know, give up a bad goal. You're not having a good day. And you can always like rely on that backup, like, hey, take take over for a second, right? Yeah. Like jump in and like keep doing this drill. Um, so that's one, you don't have that benefit. Uh, two, like, you know, goalies is a very unique position, right? And and no one understands what we go through 
other than other lacrosse goalies. So like at a certain time, like they're there and they understand like exactly what you're going through. And so it helps to have that other goalie on the team that you can sort of confide in and talk to. Yeah, uh, so, so anyway, with, when I heard that, I was like, wow, that's gotta be tough. Yeah. With you saying that, that was like something that um, my coach brought up to me too. She was like, I know it's tough because you don't have anyone to even like go back to and like talk to like after like say a goal goes in or like when you are in your head, like getting it off your chest. So what we did do to kind of help with that is my sister is a freshman here. Oh, nice. And she's a, an attacker, but she actually is redshirting this year. So when we're in practice now, like she'll come and she'll stand behind the goals. So when, and she'll kind of rem- remind me if I do need to step out, if she sees me like getting in my head or if I need to, if I'm like been in there for too long. Cause sometimes I do that where I don't even like step out. I just take a lot of reps and don't even, she's like, okay, Mac, like come on out for a second. Yeah. And but then I'll be able to like talk to her. And if I am in my head and feeling myself kind of getting frustrated, she's someone who kind of acts as like, I do have another goalie there just in the way of me being able to kind of get it off my chest and forget about it and get back in. Yeah. That's really important. That's really, I'm glad, I'm glad that you got her uh, to to, to sort of act as that role, right. Act as that role. You you really need that. Uh, Tactical wise, like how, if you need a break, how, how did you work that out with your coach? Is that something you chatted with them? Uh, beforehand, like, Hey, sometimes I need a break. I'm just going to step out where I have no goalie for a second. Yeah. My coach. Um, so she saw me struggle like in the fall, um, saw me definitely like taking more reps. And then on some of the reps, like I wouldn't be going a hundred percent because I would be like, I'd get hit like so many times and I'll be scared of the ball. And when you're scared of the ball, you don't want you kind of your body automatically like moves away from it after being hit. So, and I would try to just stay in after that. Um, so we kind of just talked and she was like, you can't give yourself breaks. Like, it's okay. So, um, which I really like, um, coach Berg, my coach, she kind of with me being the only goalie, she's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? She encourages me to do what I need to do to kind of, um, succeed and being Mm -hmm. able to do my, do my job. So she's okay. Like if I, um, if I get like hit or whatnot, she's, she'll even be like, okay, Porter, step out. Like you're, like, you're good. You can take a few off. Um, but yeah, so it's been very, that in that aspect, it's, it's helped a lot with her, like being okay with me if I do need a break. And like, even mentally, like after warmups, sometimes like, I'll like be in like just starting off practice, like I'll already be in my head. She'll give me a second to kind of cool down, take that second. And then get back into the drills, which is really nice. <laughs> yeah. When you get into your head, what, what does that look like for you? What, what kind of things are you saying to yourself um, or even to others? And, and, and then how do you go about attacking that? Cause that's, you know, I posted a video the other day of this goalie that you could just see it. You could just see it unfolding. Like he gives up a bunch of goals and it's like, oh, I'm not even supposed to be here. Like, like, you know, and so like, you just kind of see it unraveling. Uh, what does it look like for you? And how do you, how do you overcome that? I would say for me, it will be obviously like if I'm not like seeing the ball that day and I'm and I just like I'm telling myself like I'm not going to see it. I'm not saving it. And then it's slowly like then I'm really not seeing the ball and I'm not even tracking it because I'm already telling myself I'm not seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but how I do get out of that is I have to tell myself like even in games when it happens, I'm like track and attack, like attack the ball, like attack the shot to the path of the shot, just go step to it. Cause then you're more likely to get it. So I have to like kind of that positive self-talk when I do get in that negative self-talk to begin with, that's mm-hmm. how I try to get out of it. But if that doesn't happen, then it's like slowly going down with more negative, like, Oh, I can't save a shot today. Like I suck. Like, why can't I save a shot? And you don't realize how much it affects you when you do have that negative self-talk until you do positive self-talk and then you realize like okay wait what why was I even bringing myself down to begin with if I was just like oh I got this next one and having that one second memory I wouldn't have found myself deep in this hole and meant in my mental state love it love it 100% agree 100% agree right (laughs) like this the words and the stories that you tell yourself like absolutely matter absolutely matter right and if you're going to feed negativity and garbage into your head like oh i should have had that one oh, i'm a bad goalie oh, i'm letting everyone down 
it's only going to like, you're only going to play worse. But if you, you know, each time you give up a goal, you can, you know, get back and, and think positively. And uh, even I love how you have a lot of people have these little phrases, positive affirmations, track and attack. I love mm-hmm. that. Right. Track and attack, track and attack uh, and get just get right back into the flow. Like you're going to be a better goalie and have more fun. Yeah, that's definitely the one that I've like I always use. And especially like this year, like after one goes in, I'm like, okay, track and attack. You got this next one. Just step two, attack the ball. <laughs> yeah. Is that something, is the mental game something that you talk about with your coach? Uh yes. Oh <laughs> yeah. What 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 kind of things do you guys what kind of lessons has is it is it a he, she? He as she she. she. What kind of things has she taught you? Or what um, kind of things you talk about? Well, yeah, it's her. And then also she um, just connected me to with um, the goalie coach that was at the college she was at. And so I've been like talking to him. So he's been helping as well. So the both of them kind of um, the biggest part is just having that positive self-talk. But I think the thing that we talk about the most is like her reminding me that I'm a good goalie, that I'm a great goalie, that I can do this. I've done it. I've been doing it for years and I just need to have fun. And I think that's yeah. the biggest thing to talk about is that fun aspect. Like I do my best when I'm having fun. I don't do my best when I'm not having fun and I'm in my head. Yeah. Uh, it's so amazing how, how the human mind works, right? Like you, you, you know, you, 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 practice for a thousand hours and you see 10,000 shots and and you get all these accolades and you play uh varsity as a seventh grader. And yet when you, the day before the game, your mind is like, Oh man, like you're not that good, you know? And you just need someone else to be like, Hey, wait a minute. Like you are good, right? Like yeah. trust yourself, trust all that training. Uh, and let's go get them. Right. I mean, sometimes just a little pep talk like that can put you right back in the, in or can put you in the mindset that you need. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, what about pregame? Talk me through a little pregame routine that you've that you've got. Let's see, you, you got you guys. You mentioned you're you're traveling down to Georgia. Uh, well, let me pull up the schedule here. We're fil- we're recording this March twenty first, twenty second tomorrow. Yeah, at yep. Shorter. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go. What what's what's your pregame routine look like? Uh, to get ready. Um. So, well, I have to. <laughs> this is gonna be very detailed because all right it is. let's do it yeah yeah let's do it <laughs> um so um we wake up we eat our breakfast whatnot um this every every game too even home games I have to straighten my hair because my hair needs to be straight under my helmet um then just hold on listen. quick question on the hair do you so like there's not that many options that girls got for the hair right you got to go long ponytail out coming out the back of the helmet yeah low ponytail start- come out the back of the helmet yeah, I started because I cut my hair, quick story, I cut my hair my first year at Missouri Western, so it was very short, so I couldn't even, like, the little ponytails looked like just, like, little nubs, so I started doing, like, <laughs> two buns, okay. um, and then as my hair got longer, I kept, like, the pigtail thing, I don't know, I used to, like, hate when I saw pigtails, like, under helmets, I'm like, what is that, and now I do it, I just, it's my thing, so I always put my hair in two low pigtails, okay. and then... Um, after doing, after straining it, (laughs) (laughs) can't forget that. Um, and then just listening to music, getting hyped with my team, my eye black, it's the same every single game. Gotta have that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so that's, which if I, if I could touch on that, by the way, so like there's, you know, on the male side, there's a lot of people say like Drake Porter has the coolest style of like the lacrosse goalies. I think Mac Porter on the female side has has the coolest style you got you got this you got the eye black going you got the all black uniforms you got the tights you got a, you got a good look going there thank you i appreciate yeah. it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um all right so you got the eye black and then explain if someone hasn't seen it. I'll, I'll post a pic when this comes out but explain how you do your eye black so i do like it comes down i come here and then it's like a little, i don't even know what the shape is but it ends up coming in here um so like this and then here and then all of this is covered. So like it's my eyes are completely covered in eye block all the yeah. way down my face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like it. Uh, all right. So you got the music, got the eye black. A- anything else? Um, That's just the stuff off the field. Um, Then once we're on the field, I do my typical 
Um, we have my own warm up I kind of do. We keep it consistent. So I do the same thing in practice too, which I just started doing. Um, but off the field, yeah, it's my hair, my eye black, getting pumped, listening to music. Cool. What what is it on the field? I'd love to if you could go through the the same the same level of detail. Yeah. So on the field, well, um, once I get in for to see shots, my coach, uh, my head coach, warms me up, and I start with the drill. Um, or I do tennis balls first. I mm-hmm. love doing tennis balls. I did that in high school too, just getting my hands moving. And I just, I just think it's so fun. Honestly, it gets my, like my blood going, my adrenaline starts pumping. Um, so we do that. And then I do a drill where I have my stick on the ground and I'm kind of in like a more like wide base. And then my coach just shoots anywhere high and it's just working on isolating my hands and just kind of popping up quickly um so I do that and then we just go into a normal warm-up high mid feet bouncers and anywhere and then I do a few clears with my defense and then we do our 3v2s and whatnot so it's game time and it's game time yeah there you go what was that drill I didn't quite follow so you have your stick on the ground meaning like your hands are on the ground and like you're on your knees and you're just you're just coming up and making saves with your hands or is it something different um so you're uh, you're standing up and you're you're basically in your goalie stance, but you're not moving your feet at all. So you're basically like on the ground, like bended. Your my fist would be like touching the ground, like kind of like this, Got like it. on the ground. And then I'm shooting, so I'm bent over, and I'm working on shooting up in that hand speed. Got it. Cool. And yeah, so I I like starting with that one because I just like getting my hands. Like that's how I like warming up my hands. And same thing with the tennis balls. Yeah. Um, what about um, in your career? Have you uh, had a slump, gone through a slump, series of games where you're just kind of not making the saves that you're not playing at the level that you're accustomed to? And and if so, how'd you get out of that? Um, I would say probably there was specifically there was um, a two, I think it was a game last year. My slump typically sometimes is like, would be like against like a certain team. Like if I had a bad game against that team, like Mm. one year, like I'm in my head already and I kind of go into the game already in that slump. And it got to the point last year when we played this team, I went over to my coach because I knew I was in my head and I told her, I was like, Hey, this is when we did have a backup. I was like, we got to put our backup in. I'm not, I'm I'm too far in my head because they scored like three in a row. And I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to come up with the saves. I'm not going to help the team right now. So I need, and I like took that step, like, and I was like, you just, I just need a second, like, just take me out. Like I need you to take me out because I'm not seeing the ball right now. And we did that. And I was able to kind of take a second, get out of that slump. Um, The other goalie ended up doing very well when she went in. So she, that was her game. And I was okay with that because I knew I was not, seen the ball and I was not going to help the team if I was in there. So after that though, practice following that practice and whatnot, going out to the next game, I tried to just forget about it, but mm-hmm. it's that same team that is when I play a team bad, it's like, I'm, Oh God, like this is not going to be good. And I'm in my head already. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. You start to build it up, right? What team is that? Do you play them again or, or you already uh, played them? We have not played them yet. Is it is McKendry. Okay. McKendry. Coming up, coming up. Let's go. You got it. You got it. I got uh, him this year. I'm not, yeah, you I'm got not him this year. There you go. I love it. Yeah. Uh, to your point, like sometimes that is the best thing for a goalie is just like a break, right? Mm-hmm. And and sometimes you know, I remember I was chatting with Taylor Moreno, who in the like the semifinals was just getting like lit up, and like the coaches pulled her, and they're like, "Hey, you're gonna go back in, but like clear your head, get some water." right? Like get right mentally and then we'll put you back in. And I think that was a real cool thing that they did. Sometimes coaches just pull a goalie and be like, don't even say anything, which I think is like for our fragile fragile psyches. Like you can't do that. That kills you already. Like getting kind of that pull and like not knowing why. And then you're like, wow, like I really like was sucking. And then you get in your head. That kind of um, is not easy. But when you know, it's like, for me, when I know it's for like the benefit of the team, when I was in that position and like did have someone to come out, right. my coach didn't know I was in my head because I tend to not show it. I uh, try my best. I try to stay very composed, 
while I'm in and like no one can really see like unless I'm really in my head then like my teammates can see it but my coach like usually can't even tell so she's like if you get like that just tell me um and in that one game last year I told her I was like hey take me out please because yeah this is good and even this year too she um one thing we did talk about going back to for me mentally um one thing with games and stuff is if I do start to get in my head um she gave like she told me that I can call like I tell her that I need a timeout like she'll call it so I can take that second since I don't have a backup this year and I had to do that the first game I didn't think I was going to (laughs) but um it was against Northern Michigan and I felt myself I was getting worked up and I looked at her and I was like please like and she called it I took a second um talked to my sister she calmed me down I got back in there and then everything was it was much better. So yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's awesome. That's awesome that yeah, she gives you that benefit of uh, you know being able to essentially call your own timeout, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that because a lot of a lot of goalies, you know, you can really tell when they're in their own, when they're in their own head. Um, you know, like they're doing like big physical gestures or like hitting the pipe or slamming the stick or like you know like kind of moving their hands in a real I'm in my head type of way. But like for people who are who are not like that, who kind of deal with it by themselves, sometimes it could be really hard to diagnose, right? Mm-hmm. And you can and, and so in that case, you know, how do you do that? Is that just the coach like doing exactly what your coach did? Like, hey, I know you're like this. If you ever get like this, let me know and we'll figure it out. Yeah, that and then also like when I I did mention how when my teammates see me getting in my head and sometimes it's either with I'm not saving the shot or if um the other team like just kind of like because obviously sometimes the attitude from like it's bickering and you want to get angry and sometimes the anger when you're getting there and um when my teammates like my defense sees me like we came up with this um I came up with this thing to help me get out of my head but I actually use it for my defenders too like if they try like there's an eight meter and they try like arguing with the refs or trying to say like what I like will look at them and I'm just like stay cool like we got to take this eight meter anyway so like this is our thing um I'll do it a lot like when we have eight meters um one of my teammates who plays midfield um it started with her doing it with me if she saw me at at all she would just look at me and just go like this and it's kind of just transitioned to now like all my defenders know if they see me getting upset and it's typically when they know is when I'm not really going into huddles or whatnot and they'll just look at me they're like porter porter and they just they just they just hit you with it you can't you can't hear it on the audio if you just listen to the podcast but she's doing the shaka the uh my me and my wife went to hawaii and and Mm -hmm. learned this was called the shaka with the the pinky extended and the thumb extended Mm -hmm. i I love that uh well that's cool yeah having some sort of symbol right is is Mm -hmm. huge i know uh when i played like we had this one which was kind of like flushing a toilet which is, you know, like just flush it, right? Like get rid of it. So it was like this yeah. little, little flush gesture. Mm-hmm. Um, and and for us, that was like, all right, that play happened. Like guy hit the shot of his life, never going to happen again. Let's move on. Right. <laughs> uh, well, very cool. Um, well, good luck, Mac, in this, in this upcoming season. So is this it fifth and final year or, or we got one more know. left in us? I got, I got a sixth year. But- yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Uh, actually, before we go, I want to ask you one question because you've played both division one lacrosse at Rutgers and D3. Uh, D2. D2 and D2 lacrosse. Um, Talk to me a little bit about some of the differences and some of the similarities that you see. Um, I would say. Honestly, I would say like. For me, I feel like there wasn't like. Too much of a difference because I just looked at it like I'm playing lacrosse. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously. I would say non-lacrosse wise, um, Rutgers is a huge school and Missouri Western is a lot smaller of a school. So the transition from that, um, but like team wise and whatnot, so to me, it was, I'm just on another team. Um, the competition we play, like we're in the same conference as UND and when Lindenwood before they went D1, like we were playing Lindenwood our first two years. So being in that competitive conference with teams who've won the D2 national championship was pretty awesome and kind of seeing that level of play was just as fast. So I would say it wasn't too, too different. It's still the very high level and I love it. And yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah. And it's a great option. I mean, I think a lot of people have their heart set on D1, but you know, D2 is great. D3 is great. Even playing in the MCLA, like I did, I had an amazing experience. So always keep those open. Uh, mm -hmm. Mac, pleasure, pleasure to meet you. Uh, I've seen so many oh. photos and, and videos of you in the, in the Facebook group and, and around, uh, but it's great to, great to chat with you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. If you had to leave the goalies out there with a final piece of advice, I know you coach, right? What, 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 what final piece of advice would you give them? Have fun. I said it multiple times throughout this podcast. Have fun. You're going to get in your head. It's completely normal. Um, but we play this game because we love it. So, Mac, thank you so much. Thank you so much. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed that episode. That was Missouri Western State University goalie Mackenzie Porter. She's super active in the Facebook group that I have, which you can join at Facebook. Uh, what is the link? Facebook.com slash groups slash lax goalie rats. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, anyway, a great resource if you uh, have questions that you want to ask other lacrosse goalie moms, dads, uh, other goalies. So facebook.com slash groups slash lax goalie rats. Rats with an S on the end there. That'll do it this week. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Some really awesome stuff uh, in there. Some topics that I haven't really hit on. It's very rare in a collegiate program that you were the only goalie. There's no other goalies. And what do you do in that situation, right? It can be really challenging mentally. And uh, Mackenzie has certainly, you know, gone through the ups and downs and it's cool to hear her story also you got to check out a photo of mckenzie you know they say drake porter has the most drip of a goalie on the men's side for me on the women's side it's mckenzie porter i love the way she does the eye black she's got got a good style going on you look good you play good all right uh speaking of playing good if you want to get some awesome virtual coaching head on over to laxgoalierat.com slash camp that will get you information on the Lax Goalie Rat Academy, which has tons and tons of video training that you can use to get at-home workouts, to get those mental game lessons that you need to be an elite goalie from the top goalies in our game, both at the collegiate and pro level. Awesome, awesome training. Uh, I'm in there nearly every day learning new stuff myself. LaxGoalieRat.com slash camp. It's the Netflix model. You can get in there just 40 bucks a month. So take all the training you want for 40 bucks and cancel anytime. I hope to see you in there. LaxGoalieRat.com slash camp. In the meantime, get out there, get some work in, do well and be well. I'm Coach Damon. Take care. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.